get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. With former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Happy to go out to the Brown and Crippen celebrity line to be joined by Stanley Cup champion and former Blues forward Chris Thorburn, who announced earlier this week his retirement from the NHL. Thorbs, how you doing today, my friend? Good, good. Thanks for having me back, guys. All right, you're officially an old goat now, Thorbs. Yeah, I've felt that way for a couple of years now, but now it's official. <laughs> All right, so I got to ask you, um, at what point did it become clear to you that, hey, you know what? I've played a long time in the NHL, and it's just time to move on to the next phase of my life. Yeah, I mean, it was a while ago, Ribs. Uh, pretty much, uh, you know, through last year, uh, my last playing year, uh, me and the wife sat down a few times and just discussed, uh, you know, options and possibilities, and we... Uh, we were comfortable with uh, being done um, after that uh, fall, like the Stanley Cup season. So um, we, uh, yeah, we, we decided on a, on it then. Um, but at the same time, you know, still still had a lot of seasons to play with San Antonio. So it wasn't like my effort, uh, you know, took a step back. It was just, you know, go as hard as I can. But at, at the same time, knowing that this could be the end, so it almost made me work harder just because I knew the end was coming. Um, it's just taken me this long because of uh, different things uh, to actually officially announce it. But, uh, yeah, for it to be done, it's almost like a weight off my shoulders. And uh, now I can officially look to the uh, next phase of my life. Well, I'm sure your wife is going to love it and hate it all at the same time. We all go through it. Uh, she's going to love to have you home until you actually try to voice your opinion on things. And then she's going to be like, uh, you're free to leave. But... Uh, Speaking of free to leave, what uh, what are you looking to get into now, post-career? Um, you know, obviously you're going to have a lot of different time on your hand. I know you got the kids and certainly will be wrapped up in, in all that stuff. But at the same time, there's got to be something that uh, is out there that you're looking to get into. Yeah, and I think uh, just, to, just to piggy off the last year uh, of my contract with St. Louis slash San Antonio, um, obviously a tough situation. I think I mentioned it last time on your show, but... Um, going down there was tough, but at the same time, uh, I took on a different role and a role that, you know, I never really, uh, thought I'd, I'd enjoy, I guess, uh, just because I was the older guy. So going down there as an older guy, I thought of more of as a mentor as well as a teammate, but the kids down there, they treated me so well. And, uh, you know, they always asked me questions and asked me advice and, you know, what did you do at this point in your career? And that kind of stuff, it just started to sink in. I'm like, there's something here because, uh, you know, the kids, down there they need guidance you know or someone to talk to other than their agent or 
people like that. So for me, I took a lot of pride in being able to help these kids, even if it was just a simple line, like, you know, go to bed before three o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Don't do what Um, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Get home for that curfew call. But, uh, no, so I took a lot of pride in that. So like looking, looking beyond, you know, my playing career, I'd like to get into something like that, whether it's like player development, uh, like slash mentor role and just try to help these kids because nothing would satisfy me more if I did lend a helping hand to one of these prospects and then the next thing you know, they're thriving in the NHL, you know, and, and you know, as a young player, when you came into the league, you had those veteran guys that did that for you, at least I did, so it's almost like paying the bus forward, you know, and uh, I take a lot of pride in that. Forbes, who was that guy for you? Who was the guy that when you came into the league, he really took you under his wing and showed you, hey, here's what you can do to be able to ultimately have the career that you did have and had had so much success while you were in the NHL? Yeah, well, I think the the credit goes to my coach in uh, the AHL. It was Randy Cunningworth, and he uh, he had told me early in my after my first year, um, we had guys like Palmerville, Roy, uh, Vanek. Um, they had so much skill in their system, and I was a bigger guy. I kind of hit a growth spurt. And he said to go home in the summer and you know work on fighting, you know, and mix in some majors your next year coming back. So um, that advice kind of molded my NHL style, and that's kind of how I got my foot in the door and then kind of kept uh, kept myself in the league. So um, it wasn't so much a player. Obviously, a ton of players have had a role in my career and the advice they've given me. But the biggest advice I ever got was, not that I was a skilled by, guy by any means, but he's like, just, you know, if you can change this role, I think there might be a, a, an opportunity for you at the next level. And sure enough, uh, it didn't work out with the, uh, with Buffalo, but Pittsburgh, I noticed it, and uh, they kind of gave me my first uh, real opportunity. Now, Thorge, look, we all have moments in our career that we remember there's great times there's tough times there's all the above what's something for you when you sit back and you're having a cold beer and you're telling stories with your buddies back home what's something that you remember from your career that just sticks out big time uh well yeah besides the cup obviously yeah yeah i mean just for you you personally take the cup out of it there, there, there was so in Buffalo. I got it was my third training camp, and I was waiver eligible. So Buffalo had to make a decision, and I was one of the last fours. It was me and Danny Pye. <laughs> I don't even know if I should be telling the story, on, uh, but no, I, you absolutely should. It, it's the one that sticks out the most because <laughs> it kind of just like you know it could have went either way at that point. So I get called into the office with Darcy Regeer and Lindy Ruff, and I knew Lindy because during the lockout of 2004, he spent a lot of time in Rochester to you know work with the prospects and kind of what you need to do to, you know, make his team. So uh, we created a relationship there. So he's in the office with Darcy Regeer, and uh, Darcy Regeer was like, Thorbs, he's like, you got a lot of potential. Uh, it's not going to work out here in Buffalo. He's like, I wish I would have known that when I gave you your signing bonus. He's like, I would have took your money and bought a pole. <laughs> <laughs> and I look at Lindy, and he just buried his head. He couldn't even look at me. And from that point, like, I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, is it over? You know, so – that was kind of the turning point in my career and my attitude could have went either way, but uh, thank goodness we played Pittsburgh twice that exhibition season. I ran around like an absolute meat and, you know, just, just hit everybody and didn't even care about the puck. And sure enough, the next day they picked me up uh, off waivers before noon and yeah, they, and ratio gave me pretty much my first opportunity and uh, yeah, the rest is, I guess, history. Now, Thorbs, do you remember your first NHL goal? 
Oh, my God. I mean, I know you had so many in your career, okay? I know it's got to be hard to remember. But take us back through that. Take us back to, you know, where you were, how it happened, and maybe who you scored against, if you can remember it. Yeah, so you don't know. No, I mean, I have an idea, but I want to hear from you, buddy. That's what you're the star yeah, so, of the show right now, Thorbs. Come on. <laughs> All right. So, and I'm not a great storyteller, but this one, this, this one's pretty cool too, because we were always in the West coast swing playing like LA, Anaheim and San Jose. And uh, we were getting kind of pushed around and, and things like that. And we had a, we had a pretty tough team. Like there was myself, uh, Andre Waugh, uh, Eric Cairns is on the team. He was out at the start of the year though. But, um, so we we're, we we're playing, we went from LA to Anaheim. And Michelle Terrian put me on Crosby and Malkin's line, and he's like, look out for these guys. Like, just, you know, kind of create some space for them. I'm like, holy moly. I'm like, this, you know, just a young guy, and I'm going up against <laughs> these monsters like Pronger and all these guys on the other side. And I'm like, all right. So, sure enough, a puck gets dumped in, and Sid grabs it. Or Gino, or Malkin dumps it in. Sid grabs it, passes me in front, and I score like a cheesy backhand goal on uh on Jaguar. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my, I'm going to be a Hall of Famer. If I'm having to pull the game with, and playing with these guys, I'm, my career is going to be unreal. So we come back off that trip and we play Tampa Bay. So Tampa Bay started with Cavier, Richard, St. Louis. Um, I can forget the back end, but it's like Boyle and another defenseman. And I'm like, oh my god! I'm I'm on I'm on pace for like you know at least thirty goals this year, <laughs> and then, then reality hits me. These guys, when they opening draw, the puck gets in our zone, and it goes up to my point back and forth. I end up with like no glove, no stick. I'm trying to like I'm trying to jump on the puck. I get back to the vegetarian like. Go sit down over there. I'll tell you what about that. <laughs> Do you remember how many goals you scored that year, Thorbs? I think three. three. <laughs> I mean, it's not 30, but at least there's a three in there, right? Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. I could easily just write a zero beside that three. <laughs> look it on Wikipedia. We'll change it for you. Yeah, yeah, hack it in there. <laughs> Forbes, I'm looking at your hockey reference page right now. We're, we're joined by Chris Thorburn, the Stanley Cup champion and former Blues forward here on Ribs and BK. Do you know how many goals you scored here in St. Louis? St. I had the one in Vegas. You, so you remember the goal? <laughs> I can't forget that one, yeah. Well, because we, we started batting. Like, me and uh, Sunquist had a bet because we were like, the only ones without a goal up to that point. And then Sonny scored the game before, and we had bet a dinner on it. So we went out in Vegas for dinner, and I obviously paid because that was the bet. And then the next night in Vegas, I scored. So that's how close it was between, uh, you know, us winning or losing the bet. Thorbs, would you mind if we listen to that goal real quick? Oh, sure, yeah, I'd love to hear it. Here's the goal from Chris Wide of the Vegas goal. There's Corburn. Get some help from Sundquist. Now for Upshaw in front. They score! Corburn ties the game! His first goal is a blue, and it's 3-3. Three to 6-14 three. into the third period, he ties it up. Sends the game into overtime. That was a big goal because we're still in the uh, the hunt for the playoffs too, right? So it's a big. I, I don't score often, but when I score, they seem to be really timely and big goals. Well, yeah, you've got a bunch of game winners too. We were going over yeah, that too. Like, yeah. Thor's only you know, yeah. the only time you score goals is when it matters, buddy. <laughs> 
that's why I only average like five minutes of ice time a game because the coach only puts me out there for like down a goal or yeah, like, yeah, big moments. Yeah. Forbes, you had fifty-three yeah, goals in your career, and eight of them were game winners. Eight of them. That is not. That'd be interesting to put that up with like uh, like the big boys and see what the uh, percentage is. That'd be hilarious. It's got to be number one. Like I don't know that to be true, but I know it to be true right no, now. No, we're just making it up today on the show. That's number yeah, it's one. It's true. It's true. Yeah, one hundred percent. <laughs> That's funny. So, Thorbs, look, uh, I had a question to follow up. I was going to ask you the last time that we were on, um, but we got in such a flow that we ran out of time. But, uh, look, BK and I, uh, you know, in this time right now with all the crazy viruses going around, like, BK and I are part of the Big Nose Club, okay? And um, so we're, we're looking at, like, we have pillowcases that we use as masks, okay? Um, I'm just wondering for yourself, you know, just wondering if maybe you've used a twin bed fitted sheet to help yourself out. That's hilarious. One gag gift for Christmas was Secret Santa. Some guy got me a Kleenex. But it was like a king-size white bed sheet. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just don't go anywhere. I put, try to put these masks on, man. I can't even breathe. That's why I never wore a visor because I couldn't. My nose would hit it, and then when I had to play in San Antonio, it was crazy because like my nose would always get stuffed because the visor was so close to us. Yeah, I had the same so. problem at the end of my career. I had to wear this dang visor, and it would yeah. come down when you I hit somebody. Lying. This isn't true. No, it's a true story. <laughs> I would hit somebody, and tell me if I'm wrong, Thorpe. That visor would come down and clip you on the bridge of the nose, and you're like, "What yeah, the heck is time. going on?" Every time, I thought it was more dangerous than not wearing a visor. You know what I mean? For, for me personally, I got blown up in junior too, and my nose. Like if I did, if I didn't have a visor on, my nose would have been fine. But if my nose blew up because of the visor, well, let's not blame the visor entirely for your nose. Okay, I mean, I'm just. There's actually a big bubble on it too. <laughs> Final question that I have for you, Thor- Thorbs. You, you are a beloved member of this community here in St. Louis now, and you will forever be remembered for the contributions. And I know you, you're going to do the whole, oh, woe is me. I No, the contributions that you had for the Blues winning the Cup last year. What is your favorite thing about this city? When, when you were here for the time that you were in St. Louis, what was your favorite thing about being here? Yeah, I mean, obviously the organization and, uh, you know, the guys within it, the players, and even the, the staff, like the way they treated myself and my family was top-notch. But be- but beyond that, the community and the people within it and the relationships that we established there, I mean, we fell in love with that city within two weeks that we were there. And um, still to this day, I mean, we, we, we want to get back. Um, but you're, obviously with the stuff that's going on, it's kind of slowed down the process. But um, forever, we'll, we'll we'll love that city and uh, hold it close to our hearts because there's a lot of great memories that we have there. Well, Thorbs, we love having you here for sure. And when you come to town, you know you got to call me because we got to get together yep. for a couple of cold <laughs> ones and solve all the world's yep. problems. But the one thing <laughs> we got answers. Okay, the one thing that our texters are are blowing up the thing right now for is after our last talk, um, I went ahead and kind of gave a version of the. Oh, the pedicure story from Atlanta. Oh, right, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, in your words, not my words, yeah. maybe you could uh, give us a quick version of that for the people who are listening right now and, and to just, you know, exemplify just how great of a teammate I was. <laughs> you, you weren't. I can't believe I didn't mention you uh, as a teammate that kind of changed my path from the opening, but... You, you gave me some great advice. I thought it was great advice because I was like laying on the train table. My feet are bad, like just from the skates. And you came in and you're just like, what are you doing, kid? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, 
get your feet cleaned up. That's disgusting. I'm like, well, what do I do? He's like, well, go to that pedicure place on, I forget what, it was a Sugarloaf Drive or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, go in there and go in there and tell them to clean them up for you. I'm like, all right. So, like, the young guy that I am, I just, <laughs> I just, after practice, I hop in there. The girl does a great job. My feet look like they're sparkling. They're shiny. All my, like, you know, all my callus, my protective layers for my skates are gone. And I'm loving it. So I go back the next day. I show ribs. We're having a hoot. I go to put on my skates. And I almost have to put myself on IR because I can't even put my feet in my skates and skate with them because all my protective skin that would, you know, keep my feet from hurting were gone. So it's like a month, month in the season, I find myself good. <laughs> but you're always looking out for me. <laughs> I mean, they look better. They <laughs> <laughs> look better. Uh, well, man, you got to wear sandals. You get to wear sandals longer. So on the patios and stuff, I look great. But on the ice, I look like a slug, I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh, buddy. I love yeah. it. Uh, man, thank oh, you so God. much for coming on today, buddy. I'm so happy for you. I- I'm certainly proud of the career you had. I think you're a heck of a guy and an incredible teammate and uh, I look forward to having you uh, in some of those Blues alumni games as we uh, rekindle some of that magic of your game winning goals. There you, there you go. I appreciate it. Well, dude, I appreciate you guys for the support and having me on. It's, uh, it's always a fun time, so thank you. Thorbs, you're the absolute best. Thank you so much for hopping on with us today. All right, yeah, absolutely, guys. Take care.